What a powerful name it is. The only name given among men that we can be saved by the Lord. What a powerful name it is. Jesus, Jehovah saves, for he shall save his people from their sins. It's Easter Sunday, y'all. Everybody says, why you say y'all? You're from St. Louis. It's because I lived in Nashville for a period of my life and I went from you guys to y'all. And now it just comes out in the preaching. They say you get Southern when you start preaching. But Easter Sunday, like never before, who knew we'd have Easter in our basement this year? Who knew that God would shake up the world in a way to tune in online and he's drawing good in this season because of it. We have faith in this season because of it that God is doing everything we prayed for just differently. God answers differently than we always expect. That's, the, that's what keeps it interesting in your walk is that it's never how you plan it. Resurrection Sunday, we celebrated Good Friday on Friday, he went to the cross, but we know the good news that comes three days later, and that's today, Resurrection Sunday. Jesus lives. Jesus conquered death. I want to thank you this morning for your continued giving to One Seat Church in God's house. If you'd like to give this morning, you can go to oneseatchurch.org slash giving. We thank you for that. We thank you. And today's a little different. I have more scripture than normal, but they're all short little bits to convey one unified message. But before you're seated, I want to give you the first little bit. John chapter 19, verses 16 through 17. When you have it, just put an amen in the chat. Put, a, put an emoji. I don't know if they have an amen emoji, but just do something. Let us know you have it and that you're ready for God's word. It's good for you to find God's word because you learn how to find stuff in your Bible and when you need the word later, you can just remember where it's at easier. John chapter nine, verse 16 through 17 says, then he delivered him to them to be crucified. Then they took Jesus and led him away. And he, everybody say he, bearing his cross, went out to a place called the place of the skull which is in Hebrew called Golgotha. We also call it Calvary. It's the hill that Jesus hung on to make atonement for our sins. He, bearing his cross, went out to a place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha. My title today is Cross Walkers. Cross Walkers. And you may be seated in God's presence this morning. If you're new here, we... We encourage you to tune in online three visits. And once we go back to our physical gatherings, we're going to ask you to come back three times in a row because we believe that's what it takes for you to root in and see God changing your life. It takes more than a minute. It takes a few moments strung together of steps, and God will give an increase in your life that you maybe didn't think could happen. Maybe you weren't sure about this church thing, but we ask you to give us three times in a row at One Seat Church, and God will change your life promise you. If you're online, if you could do a check-in for us, 
that'd be awesome. And also, maybe someone this morning doesn't know about God and doesn't know about One Seed Church and would like to hear this word this morning. We ask you to share the live experience with anyone you can right now because there's people out there hungry for hope. There's people out there right now starving for light to come tomorrow into their dark world that they're feeling right now. And this, I believe, is how God does it, is through man. He delivered his word through man, and he continues to deliver his word through the body. So we believe God is going to touch you today, so share that out. But, you know, being Easter and all, I thought of uh, James Corden. Anybody know who James Corden is? Do you know James Corden? No, Lonnie. Anybody? Michelle knows. On the camera, do you know James Corden? You know. James Corden, he sings all the songs in the car, carpool karaoke. My English accent, I apologize, is more Australian. It's not good. And we were watching, we like to, the new thing now, the way we watch TV is we watch YouTube clips at night. It's really weird. We're watching free YouTube clips. And we like to watch these James Corden clips. And he's got this thing called cross, Crosswalk Musicals. And we watched this one where Will Smith was there, Harry Styles, and what they do is they set up a musical, and this time it was like Aladdin and Will Smith was the genie or something, and Harry Styles was in it. And what they do in the middle of like Los Angeles is when the light turns red, they bombard an intersection across the crosswalk. And it's only about 30 seconds, and they break out into full song. They break out into full dance, and they create a barrier between those who want to go past but they can't because they have gone across. They are cross walking and blocking the people from moving forward because they want to sing a song and just put a, put a good spirit in, in, in for their day and you know put them in a good mood, put them in a good spirit. And um, the light turns green and they're all slamming on their horns because they, they had enough. They had enough. They want to go. Traffic's moving. Come on, time is money. I got to go to work. I'm only on a 30-minute lunch break. I'm in L.A. That gives me like 30 seconds for lunch. Come on, get off the crosswalk. I don't want to deal with this right now. But they, So they hustle in and they hustle out. And then the light turns red again. And they do this for like a couple hours. They go in and out and do this crosswalk musical. And I thought, wasn't that something that they, they, they cross the main flow of traffic and they block them from avoiding the encounter. You can't avoid the encounter with the crosswalk. So I thought it was fitting today that we're talking about the cross, the cross that Jesus hung on to die for our sins. And we, we understand this jargon in tradition, but do we really understand what it means? And the cross is a term we use as Christians when we want to recognize and honor what Christ did for us we think of it visually when we think of the resurrection. Sunday, Easter, we think of it often when someone refers to Jesus in conversation. The two go hand in hand. But what if God wants the cross to be more in your life than just a symbol? What if it's not an observation, but it's an opportunity to be responsive to the calling of your faith? What if the cross is to be a significant stake in your soil that gives you the ability to do immeasurably more than you ever thought was possible or imagined? And God has called us to have this crazy faith, according to the world, is crazy. We call it faith. And he's called you to have a kind of faith that is active and obedient. And where I'm willing to take my faith makes all the difference. 
You see, my walk with God is only as good as the paths it crosses. My walk is only as good as the paths it crosses. And you need an encounter. I know we're not supposed to touch your neighbor. Thank you, Jeff Landver, for the warning last week. I appreciate that. So elbow your neighbor. You need an encounter. Just elbow your neighbor. You need an encounter. If I could reach them, I would. You need an encounter. My walk is only as valuable as the paths it crosses. And you need an encounter. So, so what is a cross? Well, I have one today to show you. Um, excuse me while I grab my cross. This is going to be weird. This is going to be weird. Whoa, baby. This is heavy. Do I want to preach with this hand? This makes things a little bit not easy for me. It's a little different. Do I want to preach with this hand? This is a cross I got on Amazon. Just kidding. I didn't buy this on Amazon. I made it. Yeah, I didn't think I had some Jesus carpenter skills. I didn't know it until I tested my faith with my drill. Wow, this is heavier than it looks. But it's cool, you know, everybody's doing it. Everybody's following Jesus this day, these days. It's cool. It's the hip thing to do, to follow Jesus. You down with WWJD? Yeah, me too. I'm down with WWJD. Who's down with WWJD? Every last Christian homie. Okay, that was a plug for Naughty by Nature. Shouldn't quote that in a Easter sermon, but anyway, it happens. It's, it's cool, right? It's cool, but what is the cross? What is the cross? It's just wood, but it's more than wood when it takes shape. It's, it's wood here, but when we do this with it, it becomes a symbol of something. It becomes a symbol of hope. It becomes a symbol of what Jesus did for me in a way that no one has ever done for me. And, and people don't understand that this represents more than a Sunday service. My bicep's starting to fatigue a little. <laughs> Maybe I should work out more. This is more than just two pieces of wood. This is more than just a turkey dinner with some cranberry on Easter Sunday. This is symbolic of what someone did for me. And I'm not supposed to put it down. The Bible says I'm not supposed to put it down. See, we need the cross and the cross needed Jesus and Jesus needed the cross. See, Jesus needed to die. He had to come to die. He came here to die. That was the mission. There had to be an atonement for sin. And in order to make atonement for sin, according to the creation of humanity from the Old Testament that God ordained with the sacrifice, there had to be blood and blood made atonement for sin. It washed away my sin. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can blow away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. See, see, blood washes away sin. So when Jesus came, he needed the cross to happen because he came to die. Without a cross, there was no way he could die according to the scripture had prophetically spoke. And so, and so the cross also needed him. See, we represent the cross because we needed a savior. See, we were born into sin. It's not about our works. It's not about how good a person we are. We are born into a curse of sin thanks to Adam and Eve. And it's just the way God, God, God designed the whole thing. And I don't have all the answers, but I know that I was born into sin and without atonement for sin by the shedding and washing of blood, I cannot be cleansed. So that's why we need a Jesus 
for our sins. And we've got one, amen. We've got one that was willing to hang on the cross. We've got Christ who went to the cross for us and rose today. Oh, man, it's getting heavy. So what is it? That's what it is. It's a symbol of the greatest gift and, and gesture of love in the humanity of mankind. It's, it represents the greatest gift in the history of mankind, a doorway to heaven with our eternal Father for all of eternity. That's forever, people. This world shall pass away, but my kingdom shall never pass away, says the Lord. And that's why we take this serious. That's why we get weepy. That's why we get joy. That's why we worship. That's why we do what we do. That's why we have church in a basement. When, when, when the culture is on lockdown, we never stop giving thanks for what Jesus has done for us. So that's what the cross is. We all need a cross in our life in order to receive Jesus in our life. So I know what it is. What am I supposed to do with it? Where am I supposed to take it? Let's go to Luke chapter 9, verse 23. It says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, if you want to do this, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Okay, I'm supposed to walk with this thing. Hmm, It's bad enough just standing still, but I'm supposed to walk with this also. He said, let him deny himself, which means turn away from the things that are comfortable, turn away from the things that are convenient, and put this first. And I, you know, it was cool at first when everybody had the cross on their shoulder. It was cool when everybody went online in the beginning, but now it's becoming like we actually have to be the church. We have to actually follow, even when others have have stepped aside again to move on to something new. We have to follow no matter what because the truth doesn't change it's just how we present it is changing it doesn't mean the truth has changed and the, mi- the mission hasn't changed and so we are called to take it and follow oh man it's getting it's getting annoying it's in my way I can't preach right Crosswalkers walk where others won't that's where you go if you want to bear your cross you walk where others won't you walk to those who are sick to those who are weary, to those who are not able, you take and care for those in need. You show your cross to those in need. That's where you walk. That's where you walk. God designed for us to follow him from the beginning. He desired to create humanity, that they would serve him by their own will according to his will. What that means is they have a choice. We have a choice to follow Christ, and it is his will that we should, but we have a choice whether we will. And there's a difference. And so it's been his desire from the beginning that we are willing to put him first in all situations and follow. And my path is only, and I'd walk more, but I don't have any room. My path is only as valuable as the paths it crosses. My walk is only as valuable as the paths it crosses. So it was meant to encounter somebody. It was meant to encounter somebody. That's where I got to take it. You know, your ministry is anywhere you go. You can go to the grocery store and have a ministry. You can go to the gas station and have a ministry. It's anywhere you can touch people. You can be in the car and you can be in a stoplight and you can roll your window down and see someone on the crosswalk and you can, you can say, Jesus loves you. He's got a plan for you. My dad used to do this thing. He'd go to restaurants and I thought it was so annoying. Like, oh man, one of these guys. And it was my dad. And now I look back thinking, man, I was ignorant. He would leave a note on the table for the waitress 
or the waiter, the server, I think you're supposed to call them. That's the new PC thing. You call them a server. It's not, it's not PC to say waiter or waitress. Sorry, guys. I'm not perfect here. I'm not perfect, but I'm carrying my cross. And he would, he would write a note about Jesus loving them and maybe leave a scripture and he'd leave it on the table. See, he was bearing his cross and where was he taking it? Everywhere he went. He was taking it to the restaurants. You know, you know, people forget to take their cross into church. They forget to take it in the church. And they, they, can you believe what they did? And can you believe what they wore to church? And can you believe that thing on his arm and the way his hair was cut? And can you believe this? And the Bible says we are called to bear our cross and take it everywhere. He says, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. It doesn't say leave it at home when you go on vacation. It doesn't say leave it at home when you go to church. That's the last place you should leave it at home. You should be taking it to church because you're calling yourself the light of the world. And if your own people don't recognize you, how will the world recognize you without your cross. You see, you people can see the difference. People can see the difference between imitation and the real thing. Remember Simon the sorcerer, he wanted to buy the power of the Holy Ghost and, and, and only God can give the Spirit through the, through the infilling of the Holy Ghost and Simon was disappointed because he tried to manufacture what only God could do. And so we are to bear our cross and show the real thing and if we are not bearing our cross, we are losing people to the imitation. We're losing people. Where are we supposed to take it? We're supposed to take it into all our situations because we are meant to encounter. Without an encounter, our path is empty. Our path is led to encounter people. Encounter, crosswalk. We're crosswalkers, baby. To the ends of the earth. We are meant to take it to the ends of the earth. If I can't physically walk there, guess what? Social media is taking it to Bangladesh right now. Guess what? Social media is taking it to China right now. Guess what? Social media and online streaming is taking it to the other parts of the United States right now. The gospel is being spread across the world. We are to bear our cross and take it to the ends of the earth. That's where we take it. And most of all, to summarize it all, where do I take my cross? I take it from belief in my heart into action in my life. That's where I take it. I take it where I'm actually moving with it and not just talking about it, not just holding it in my heart, but I'm active with my faith. That's where I take my cross into all situations. So I know what the cross is. My hand's starting to cramp. I know where to take it. When do I take, oh, I got a splinter, splinter right in my hand. I don't like this no more. It's not, it's not what I meant to do. It's supposed to be a cool prop. I know I was going to preach in this thing. I'm going to have a neck ache from this. There's going to be a consequence because I can't put it down and I'm tired of it. It was cool for a minute, but now I can't put it down and I'm going to drop it. And I don't know if I can just hold it forever. And now I got a splinter. When do I take my cross and follow? Well, let me give you an illustration. Y'all know my son Taz or Colton. And I don't know how much of this story I should share. Usually when I feel like I shouldn't share part of it, that's where my, my spirit is saying share it all. <laughs> and, and we call him Taz because he's a little funny sometimes. And uh, he had this problem with his, his jammies. All his jammies. All his undergarments. And we found out for like most of his life, he was uh, taking a shower, 
and then he was putting back on his old jammies and his old underwear and his old jammies and his old underwear. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. We have cleansed him since, but he was putting back on the same stuff from before. And we say, son, no, no, you got to put on fresh jammies and fresh underwear. You have to put on all fresh. And he says, well, dad, how often do I do it? And I said, always, you always do it. Anytime you take a shower after, you always do it this way. You never go astray. Anytime we are to walk out in the world, we always bear our cross. We always take it. Come on, somebody. It's no different than changing your jammies. You just got to keep that cross on your shoulder. Always. There's no time when you are to leave it behind. Take up your cross follow me. Oh, you are heavy laden and weary. Come to me and I will give you rest. That sounded good at first, but now I'm actually tired and I don't know if I'm in the mood to carry this thing anymore. Blessed are the peacemakers. Where am I? When am I taking my cross? It's when I'm always making peace. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. You're carrying your cross through your behavior of the way you treat people. And the Bible says we don't do it sometimes. We do it all the times. Blessed are the peacemakers and they shall be the sons and daughters of God. It doesn't say blessed are the peacemakers on Sunday. It said blessed are the peacemakers period. That means you're always making peace. You're always showing God's grace. You're always giving love. Even when you don't feel like it, you're always giving God to people. You're always carrying your cross. That's when you do it. You carry it always. You never put it down. My back's starting to hurt. In good times and bad, my commitment to Jesus is first, and my back is starting to hurt right now, and my hand has a splinter. Oh, my fingers are cramping. My trapezius is <laughs> fatiguing. It's not fun anymore. It's not fun anymore to hold this thing. Why then should we do it anyway? Why should we do it anyway? Luke 23, 26. Now, as they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man Simon the Cyrenian, who was coming from the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. It says on him, see, Jesus was tired. He couldn't carry it no longer. So Simon the Cyrenian had to carry it for him. See, there's a time where you're not going to be able to carry this even if you want to. So someone has to carry it for you. And Jesus was trying to work his way up the hill, and it got to where he was so beaten and so tired, they had to have Simon carry it, that he might bear it after Jesus. Why? That we might bear it after Jesus. Why? Because when the day of Pentecost came and we were to be empowered as the body of Christ and to become one and to go out into the world and teach the Great Commission, we have to now bear it after Jesus. Go and wait. Go and wait for something that's going to give you strength by the power of the Holy Ghost is the strength I need to bear it in all seasons. Go and wait and I will give you the strength to hold up your cross because you are to bear it after me. You took my place when I rose again. I rose today, says the Lord, and I'm going to ascend. And then you are to be my body, my hands and feet and go. 
we are called to take his place. Oh, there's a nail. There's a nail in it. There's a nail in my hand. There's a nail in my hand now, and I'm going to get infected. I'm going to get some kind of bacteria in my hand. Not only did I get a splinter, but now there's a nail in my hand, and this is not what I signed up for. But Jesus says, do it anyway. Do it anyway. God called us to be cross walkers. Do it anyway. We are called to take his place. And my walk is only as valuable as the path it crosses. And in order to cross something, you need an encounter with the Lord so you can have an encounter with God's people and bring his sheep back to the flock. Why should I carry it? I'm bleeding. I'm beaten. I'm splintered. I'm tired, I'm torn, I'm broken. Why should I care it? Because Jesus died so you might live. That's why. Come on, elbow somebody, because Jesus died so you might live. Luke 9, 24 says, for whoever, say together, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake shall say it, shall save it. For whoever desires to save his life, I'm going to put my cross down, you'll lose it, he says. But whoever desires to lose his life and says, I'm going to carry this no matter what, for my sake, says the Lord, will save it. That's why. That's why. God is building up his body and he needs kingdom builders to do it. We're in this together. We can't do it alone. That's why we unify together. The power is in numbers through the body to reach the world. So what do I do? I can't carry it no more. Here's the good part. When Jesus died and rose again and made atonement for a way for you to be cleansed, made atonement for your sin and opened the door to an eternal relationship with him, he said, my burden is light, my yoke is easy. He didn't say put it down. He said, I'll help you carry it. I'll take the weight off the oxen. So you can keep plowing because when you've got me inside of you, I'll take the weight. It says the veil was turned, torn. That was my ceiling. It says the thunders, the heavens shook, the earth shook when the veil was torn. And that was my ceiling in case y'all heard that. But I think God just sent that to make a point that he says, I will lift the weight of your cross, but don't ever put it down. Don't ever put it down. If y'all could stand this morning as we Give honor where honor is due. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm behind you, carrying it with you through all your days to the ends of the earth and to all eternity. Our why is because it's his will. Our why is because it's his will. It's his will. Look at this for a minute. 
Remember what Jesus did. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just lift a hand to the heavens and remember what Jesus Christ did for you. The Bible says there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for a friend. Jesus is your friend. He's your father. And he loves you deeper than anyone could ever love you. And now is the time to quit waiting and to see God for who he is and what this cross represents to your life right now. So God, we give thanks to you right now. We give all the praise and all the honor and all the glory to you right now. We can never repay the debt you paid, the ransom you filled for the crime we committed. We can never repay it, God. But by your grace and your stripes, you endured because we couldn't. And now, because you endured, you've given us the ability to endure with you in our heart, God. And we can't do it without you. We can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. Quit telling yourself you don't need it because you do. Whether you know it or not, you need Jesus. We all do. And we can't survive without him. God, we give thanks and we go into this week celebrating a new season about to come of hearts being stirred and eyes being open. And we forever give honor where honor is due. And in your mighty name, Lord, if the house of God could say in Jesus' name, amen.